Thank you for taking the time to listen to this message from Stonebridge United Methodist Church. We hope it encourages you to live and love like Jesus. Hey y'all, my name is Chris Gibbons. Uh, I'll be reading Luke chapter 10 verses 29 through 37. But the legal expert wanted to prove that he was right, so he said to Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Jesus replied, A man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho. He encountered thieves who stripped him naked and beat him up and left him near death. Now, it just so happened that a priest was also going down the same road. When he saw the injured man, he crossed over to the other side of the road and went on his way. Likewise, a Levite came by that spot, saw the injured man, and crossed over to the other side of the road and went on his way. A Samaritan who was on a journey came where the man was, but when he saw him, he was moved with compassion. The Samaritan went to him and bandaged his wounds, tending them with oil and wine. Then he placed the wounded man on his own donkey and took him to an inn and took care of him. The next day he took two full days' worth of wages and gave them to the innkeeper. And he said, Take care of him and I will return. I will pay you back for any additional cost. What do you think? Which one of these three was a neighbor to the man who encountered thieves? Then the legal expert said, The one who demonstrated mercy toward him. Jesus told him, Go and do likewise. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Chris, thank you for reading the scripture today. We appreciate you doing that very much. So yes, we start a new series today, and uh, part of the resource for this series is the book Boundaries by John Townsend and Henry Cloud. There was an early version of this. They've done an updated version, I think, in 2017. That's what this is. They've got some additional things in there. uh, It is a great, great resource. There's a workbook you can get to go with it. Um, then they have all kinds of other books, you know, boundaries and your children, boundaries and work, boundaries and all kinds of things. So it's a great, great resource uh, to have. And so in this series, we are going to look at what boundaries are and how do we improve them. And so today's kind of a kind of an introductory uh, uh, message to kind of get us into what boundaries really involve and what the scripture has to say about it. And, and then we're going to take the next several weeks and we're going to talk about some more specific situations. We're going to talk about boundaries and family, boundaries and work, boundaries and media. And what I mean is the, the ways in which we receive our information, all the ways, all the digital, electronic ways that we receive information, and boundaries and God. And so just a reminder, like Pastor Dale said, there will be a, a study I'll offer beginning October 27th for people to have conversations. So whatever the topic was the previous Sunday, we're going to talk about uh, that topic. And I'll provide some more uh, material for you to uh, look at and talk about uh, as we have conversation around that. I'm not, you don't have to buy the book. Um, if you want to, that's great. It's a great, great resource, but it's not mandatory that you buy the book. So I'd invite you to uh, let me know if you want to be a part of that. So, so why would we do this series now? I mean, what, why, why the timing of doing it now? Um, to be honest, when, I, when we were looking at, at kind of scheduling out message series going forward, I thought, well, this would be, you know, boundaries could be at the beginning of the school year. It could be at the beginning of the year in January, a new year. And, and, but, you know, I don't know about you, but for the last several decades of my life, this is the time of the fall 
that you're just really busy. There's just so many things going on. And, and it's not just the have-tos. It's all the want-tos. It's all those things out there that you want to do. There's all the games, right? All the football games that you want to go to. Uh, there are concerts. There are special events going on. There's art exhibits, and there's craft fairs, and there's pumpkins to go by, and there's decorations. Uh, there's just so much going on. And so this is maybe a, an uh, appropriate time to kind of talk about what it means to have personal boundaries. But, but the other reason is, is because when this series ends, it's going to be almost to the holiday season. That's also a good time to have had some reflection on what personal boundaries are and how they work. Because, you know, you're offered all kinds of things to do, you're offered all kinds of food to eat, and you're going to be around probably some family members. Not a bad time to think about boundaries in your life. I think this is a, an, an important topic for a lot of different reasons. One is, I, you know, as I talk about it, I, I'm certainly no expert. I've had to learn a lot of lessons about boundaries uh, in, my, in my own life. And as I've said before, I mean, I, I generally will get to a point where I, I feel like I've learned some things and I just want to share them. And so part of it is that. But, but as I've learned about boundaries, and then at the same time I'm, I'm reading, studying the Bible... And I, what I discover is, all of a sudden, I'm seeing the ways boundary. I'm seeing the ways boundaries function in the scripture, and I had never really noticed before. I mean, so it really opened my eyes to some of the teaching of the Bible about what it means to truly live that faithful life that God calls us to. But more than that, I believe that boundaries are the way that we can more fully experience the abundant life that Jesus said he came to bring. He says in John chapter 10, I came that they would have life and have it abundantly or life to the full. And if you think of your own life and you think, well, my life just doesn't feel so full. One of the things to consider might be your own personal boundaries and how healthy those are or aren't. So, what is a boundary? I mean, we get the idea of a boundary, you know, right? It's a line, and there's, you're not supposed to cross the line. We, we especially think of boundaries in terms of property. There's, there's a boundary there, and that's, you know, and, and, you know, think of your backyard. Most of you probably live in a place where you have a fence in your backyard, and so you understand that on this side of the fence, that's mine. What's on the other side of the fence is theirs. It's just kind of the basic point, Right? That this, this is what's mine, I'm responsible for this, they're responsible for that. And so if one day I look out in my backyard and my neighbor has been pulling weeds out of their garden and they're throwing those weeds over the fence into my backyard, well, I'm going to say, well, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> That's not okay. There's a boundary here. You're not supposed to throw your weeds in my yard. And I'm not going to go in their backyard and, and pick their tomatoes as much as I want to. I'm not going to do it. Because there's a boundary. So we understand that. And so, um, but when we talk about personal boundaries, we don't want to think about those as some kind of impenetrable wall. I imagine more like those uh, wood picket fences that are about four feet high. And there's space between the wood slats so you can kind of see through the fence. You can see over the fence and there's a big gate. So it, so it, so it denotes the boundary but it's breathable, so to speak. And more than that, I would even imagine this boundary to be something that's flexible. 
something you can extend when necessary or pull back when necessary. So, okay, imagine it as a fence, but not something that's in concrete in the ground and cannot be moved. So part of what we learn with boundaries, personal boundaries, is that question of who am I responsible for and who am I responsible to? And what's the difference? And and how do you navigate that? See, for Christians, I think this can be this, this can be difficult. And I just had lots of conversations with people over the years that they say struggle with this because on the one hand, they feel like the teaching is I'm supposed to love everybody to the extent that if somebody asks me to do something, I'm supposed to say yes. Even if you have more in your schedule than you can possibly accomplish, you feel like Jesus is telling you you're supposed to say yes. Okay, well, a personal boundary might be to say, yeah, I don't think I can do that. But we struggle with it. I, I had a, a person tell me years ago, told me the, uh, the story after the fact. <clears throat> Excuse me. She was a, at that time, she was a woman in her mid-40s, career, well-respected, uh, single woman, lived by herself. She's out in front of her house one day cleaning things up out of the, you know, under the shrubs and all that, raking things up to get rid of. And she hears a voice from behind her. Somebody out in front of her house says, would you like some help? And she turns around and looks, and it's a guy that by, by just a glance, you know, one of those things that you kind of assess, and she's, he looked to be somebody who was homeless. By the way, he was dressed in the big bag he was carrying. And he said, I, I'm happy to help you if you'd like to have some help. And she was thinking, well, I, and she was one of those, she thought, well, of course I want to, yes. Right. So she said, well, I could probably use some help. And he said, well, he said, look, I was on my way down to the street corner where I was going to hold a cardboard sign asking people to give me money. I'll give you a hand if you'll pay me 20 bucks. Well, she thought that was a win-win. Okay, let's do that. And so he helps her get things all picked up, and they get stuff picked up in the front yard. And so then he says, gosh, it's, man, I am so thirsty. Can I get something to drink? Oh, sure. She says, I'll go in the house and get something. He says, and I'm hot. Man, it's hot out here. Can I go inside so I can cool off? And so she, and she, and she told me this. She said, and I was thinking, well, oh, of course it's hot out here. Of course he needs to cool off. So yes, come in the house. I'll get you something to drink. So after he's there for a little while, she says, here's your 20 bucks. And he says, do you have anything else you need to have done? She's like, well, no, not really. And standing there kind of like, it's time. And he said, well, I don't have any place to sleep tonight. Could I just stay here? Well, she, she, she told me this later, and she was, she, said she was very embarrassed because about this whole incident because she learned a lot of lessons because it, it took a couple of days. And she finally had to call a couple guys in the church and say, I've got to get somebody to get this man out of my house. Now, that could have ended in a very bad way. But you can see how that uncertainty about a boundary plagued her through that. What, what is mine to do to help the person? And what is, but where's the boundary to say, okay, we're done here? So, today's scripture provides an excellent beginning to this series, partly because it's a familiar story. Familiar stories are always helpful to us when we're uh, going to start a new series. <clears throat> and in this uh, familiar story, it's something we've all heard, the Good Samaritan. So many people know the story. Um, 
but probably you've never exactly thought about some of the boundaries that are expressed in it. Now, when we talk about the story, you've got to remember why. I mean, Jesus didn't just, one, didn't just walk down the street and say, hey, I just thought of a story. You know, he didn't do that. It was in a, in a situation, and he used it as a t- way to teach. And so um, he, he had been speaking to a group of people who were largely uh, Jewish, as he was, of course, and, uh, and it says an expert in the law. Some translations say a lawyer, but that's not like a civil lawyer. That's not a that's not a bankruptcy lawyer or a family law lawyer. No, it, it's someone who is an expert in the, in, the, in the Scripture. Basically equivalent to our Old Testament. So if you had any questions about what the Bible said, the application of it, what the meaning of it, that's the person you'd go to. So he says, teacher, I have a question. And Jesus says, sure. And he says, what must I do to be saved? Well, that's kind of the million-dollar question of faith, isn't it? What must I do to be saved? What, what is it that ensures that I have life here as well as life hereafter? And Jesus, looking at him, realizes that he's an expert in the law, and he says, well, how do you read it? And he said, well, it teaches to love the Lord your God with your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus said, yep, that's how I read it too. So do that, and you will live. And then he said, yeah, but who's my neighbor? In other words, Jesus, where's the boundary? Where is it that I get to say there's a line here and I can love these people, I'm not going to love those people? Where's the line? You know, the ancient world was very tribal. Uh, even when you read through history, the, the great uh, empires, the Roman Empire, the Ottoman Empire, the others, they, they, they still had tribes within those large areas that were ruled by a monarch. And, and within those tribes, they really took care of each other. So in a sense, what the lawyer, the legal expert was asking was, so if, if Jesus, if my, if my neighbors are the people within my circle, then I, I think I'm, I'm probably fulfilling the law. I'm fine. Who's my neighbor? That's when Jesus tells the story. That's when Jesus tells the story. When he said a certain man was traveling down the road from Jerusalem to Jericho. Now, I know, we, we read that, and we just think, yeah, yeah, somebody was traveling, and there's this road. It, <laughs> for the crowd listening to this in the time that Jesus said it, it would have been loaded with meaning. For, now, part of it is, anytime someone tells a story, and they say, hey, there was a person who did this, it's just human nature. We tend to visualize them, imagine them to be somebody basically like us. So his crowd would have imagined that. And traveling the road from Jerusalem to Jericho. Now, they, they would have thought, ooh, you don't want to travel that road. That's a rough road. That's bad. Uh, for one thing, it's an arduous journey. I mean, it's 17 miles, and there's over 3,000 foot elevation change. So it's going to be an arduous journey anyway. But it's also very rugged terrain. And it was the kind of road that was known for thieves to have places they would hide and attack people on the road. So it's kind of, I don't know, maybe you've ever been in a, a place, maybe even a, a city you were unfamiliar and you were kind of trying to figure out where you're going. You got your, you know, your phone and you're, okay, I think I go down this way. And you walk down and after a little bit you're like, I don't know that I feel really great about being in this alley. It was that kind of place. 
So a man is traveling from Jerusalem to Jericho when, yes, he encounters thieves. And the thieves uh, uh, beat him up, strip him naked, steal stuff, leave him for dead. Now, again, now we'll talk about a significant boundary violation, right? I mean, they, this was a significant boundary violation. I mean, obviously, just to steal something from somebody else is a boundary violation. To beat a person up is terrible, the physical violence. But it says also they stripped him naked. Now, that's not, that's not a small detail because that, what that means is any sense of human dignity the man had had been taken away. There's a humiliation factor there. So all of his boundaries had been obliterated by these thieves. And he's left at the side of the road to die. So along comes the priest. Well, thank goodness the pastor's coming because the pastor's going to know what to do, right? I mean, that's what you'd think. Here comes the priest. It's all going to be great. But the priest saw him and thought, I'm not messing with that. And crossed over and went his own way. Not long after that was a Levite. Now, a Levite was somebody whose life was dedicated to, to serving God, generally in the temple, in the temple services. So maybe you might even think like a staff member. So the Levite, here comes the Levite. The Levite will know what to do. And he, he comes along and, oh, nope, nope, I'm not going to touch that. Now, there's a, there's a teaching out there, there's a commentary out there that what they, one reason they might have not done anything is because in the Old Testament, some of you will remember that there's this thing about being clean or unclean. And there's things that, that if you eat, if you touch, things that if you do them, you are unclean. Which means you can't be in the community. You've got to do something to be purified so that you can be clean to be back in the community. Well, this was true, certainly, of priests and the ways that they would do their, their religious ceremonies. And so there's a teaching that if, they, if you touch a corpse, then you are unclean. And so what they were doing was making sure they remained clean. Well, it, it, maybe, but it's also in the old law that if you, are, if you are journeying, if you are traveling, and you run across a corpse, you are to bury it. You are to do something with it. So the fact they didn't even check is a problem, that they didn't even check. So they walk by, and a Samaritan was on a journey, again, you know, we don't, we don't pick up the, the nuances of this, but for that crowd, there's probably eye rolls, probably grumbling, cursing under their breath about Samaritans. Because Samaritans came from generations of people who had once upon a time left, they were Jewish, but they left Israel. And when they left Israel, they intermarried with people who were not like them, you know, people who were on the other side of the fence. They married people not like them. They took on religious practices not, not like the Israelites. They took on uh, uh, customary, uh, cultural customs not like the Israelites. And so the Jews of Jesus' time did not like Samaritans. So a Samaritan is on a journey. He sees the man, and he has compassion. He's filled with compassion. And so he goes to him, and, and he's alive, and so he begins to tend his wounds with, 
with wine and oil. And you're, I know you may be thinking, what in the world? Well, wine was a cleansing agent as well in wounds, and oil was to keep them soft as they healed. And so he bound his wounds. He put the guy on his own donkey, and then they traveled to where they could get to an inn. Now, in the ancient world, an inn meant somebody who had a room or two that they would rent out. That's kind of all that meant. So we found a place where the guy, he could get the guy to, to stay, where he could heal. And you know, in all the times I've read this passage and told this story, I did not catch it until uh, early this week that, that the Samaritan stayed there overnight to make sure the guy was going to be okay. He stayed there because it says the next morning he gave two days' wages to the innkeeper. Now, two days' wages, that's a denarius. That's probably more than the room cost to stay there. But he, but he, he did that so that if the, if the innkeeper needed to do more for the guy, then he could do it. And he says, I'm, when I come back by here, I will check in with you, and if you spent more money, I will repay you. And then the Samaritan left. He just left. I mean, do you, do you wonder if the guy was in the other room moaning, saying, you can't leave me now. Is something so important that you have to go do that instead of take care of me? How will I, how will I get food? What, if I, what if, I, if I have an emergency tonight? I mean, I need somebody here with me. And so the Samaritan says, okay, I guess I'll give up everything else. No, he doesn't. He was on a journey. He had somewhere to go. He had something to do. You see how this is a different kind of boundary. That when, when necessary, I can extend to help somebody because I have compassion for the person. I'm going to do what I can do, but at the same time, I don't give up my other commitments and responsibilities. I've still got things I've got to go do. And that's where some of, some of us have struggled over the years because we think, nope, I've got to stay right here and make sure this person stays fine. There's, the Samaritan understood he was responsible for his life and his commitments. The things on his side of the fence, he's responsible for those things. But some of those commitments clearly included compassion and mercy. So that when he saw somebody, he had that compassion and mercy and extended or opened up his boundary to do what he could to help the guy, but maintained the boundary to say, and now I've got to go on my journey. I've got to do my thing. So he was responsible to the injured man by showing mercy. The priest and the Levite, well, they must, I guess, they, I guess you might say they had super rigid boundaries. See a situation, and I mean, there's, you know, it's a, it's a parable. But you think, did they not even have compassion for the guy? It just says they saw him. Well, I'm going to go to the other side of the road. Doesn't even sound like they had compassion. Their commitment might have been to do their ceremonies the right way, but not to have compassion for someone who needed it. The Samaritan had a boundary that could flex as needed. See, we're responsible for our own lives. We're responsible for us. We can't be responsible for somebody else. We can be responsible to help be responsible to guide, responsible to teach. 
but I can't be responsible for everything in a person's life. I have to be responsible for mine. Because your life is your life. No one else can live your life. And you can't live anybody else's life. I told one of my kids one day, he was grousing about how things weren't working out for them, and, and the specific thing was, he was in doubt whether he could be on the basketball team because his grades were bad. And I just said, you know, ultimately, if you're looking around at your life and you think, well, gee, I really want to be on the basketball team and I don't know what to do, you, you, have, you have to make a decision. Because your life is your life. I'm here to help if you need help. See, I'm responsible to him, but I can't do the homework for him. Your life is your life. See, the thing is, is that God created you to be you. No one else can do that. I've talked before about the soul, the notion of soul. There's kind of two parts. That the soul, the part of it is you're a living, breathing human being. The other thing is what makes you, you. What makes you, you. So that in that, we love God and love neighbor. Boundaries are something that we learn through life. Sometimes we learn our lessons well. Sometimes we don't learn our lesson well. But And boundaries can shift through life. But the outcome of good personal boundaries is healthier relationships, a happier life, probably a greater sense of the abundant life that Jesus has promised. Let's pray. God, we're grateful for uh, the ways in which you guide and direct us. Although sometimes we, we don't listen very well, we want to do things our way. God, help us to uh, be able to discern those things that are ours to do and those things that are somebody else's to do. Help us to understand how the interaction of those things happens so that we can more faithfully love you and love neighbor in our life and so that we can more fully live abundance as Jesus promised. Help us to know ways that we can and should help others and ways that we have to know what is ours to do. God, in this way, we trust that we will be your witnesses of your goodness and glory through all the earth. We pray this in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to this message from Stonebridge United Methodist Church. You are invited to worship with us every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. For more information, visit our website, mysumc.org. Have a blessed day.